Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. everybody here in podcast land welcome to corner three the best video game no it's not a video game it's a basketball podcast actually that's the one that we're doing this week and every week here on fair fight uh that's the way it actually works that's how you know it has been a very very long week uh when you're just fumbling events and podcasts because you have multiple ones that are in the hopper uh i'm your host Khalif adams rocking with you all here and also here is John Warren, how you doing, sir? How's everything going? Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, that's pew, me. Pew, I, was, pew, pew. I was drafted in 1998. I was 13 years old. I could not <laughs> I could not dunk a basketball, but I'm pretty good at passing. It's pretty it's pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I can't complain about it. You, you're getting it done. You're making sure it's <laughs> happening in, in the space for sure. Um, excited to be rocking with you all. Again, if you have not subscribed to the show, please make sure you do so. We are on everything on the planet that holds a podcast, I am sure that there are some other things that haven't even been made yet that our show is already on and you don't even know yet because we are in the future and that's the way we work. That's the way it happens. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please make a five-star review for us. We want to be able to share this with the world and we want to make sure that when it comes time for us to be bigger than every other basketball podcast, which we already are, we want to make sure that we're keeping that top spot in every way that we possibly can. So again, thank you for listening. And we've gotten some really good feedback uh, over the yeah. over the, the course of the couple of weeks. We're on episode six or seven at this point. I think seven. I think it's seven. And, uh, seven. And we've gotten some really good feedback. Folks have been like, hey, I didn't know you knew anything about basketball. And I was like, you know what? I do. <laughs> I actually do know things about basketball. And so do my co-hosts. Uh, shout out to the fam, Nikki. Nikki is on IR this week. Uh, he is recovering. Uh, and uh, we're wishing him the best in, in a speedy recovery. We miss him very, very much. Yes, we do. Uh, miss being able to take a screenshot of him with his camera freezing before the show every week. <laughs> every single uh, week. Every week and missing his boisterous laugh, uh, which I love and, and adore. Yeah. Um, this week, there isn't a lot of stuff happening this week because of the All-Star break. That we just yeah. had the All-Star break kind of start, you know, a couple of days ago or a day or so ago. Um, and so there isn't a lot of stuff to dig into this week. But there was one story that we kind of touched on maybe a little bit. Or, or might have it was a rumor. Last two shows. I mean, you know, a yeah, couple was, couple weeks ago, it was like, uh, what if this happens? And then it, it happened. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the rumor of Detroit Pistons star Blake Griffin uh, being on the trading block is actually a thing now because he has now reached a buyout with the Pistons to become a free agent. Uh, he was scoring, it looks like, you know, over his past three years, uh, he averaged around 20 points, six rebounds, you know, five assists over 33 minutes a game. 
Um, and in in this season, he was averaging around twelve points or so a, a, a game. So yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts, John, about like what do you think happens now with Blake? You know, there's a lot of conversations and a lot of people rumor mill talking about yeah where he's supposed to be going. Um, I want to talk about that specifically, but also the biggest question in the room is, will he be able to actually contribute in a real way? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the real part of the, the question. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts about Blake and where he's at. I think Blake Griffin is, is you know, one of those, I think, uh, generally underrated players of the past you know 25 years or so. Uh, player who's kind of expanded his game, not just kind of a a wild dunker and a big body anymore. Um, I, I think he's a smart player too. Uh, I also think he was like the best player on a historically bad team uh, for the past couple of years. And I also don't think he's a number one anymore. Like, I don't think he's a number one option. So he occupies a little bit of the same space to me as like a Russell Westbrook of someone who is in an age range of a, a previous kind of talent level that I think would be considered a perennial all-star, but maybe needs to go somewhere else to, to, to prove himself a little bit. Um, you know, we talked about LA, we talked about the Lakers last time being a, a prime spot for him with Anthony Davis's kind of lingering injury issues. I don't know if they'll want to take the kind of cap hit that they'll have to take to, to take on uh, Blake Griffin, but like, Working alongside someone like LeBron James seems like a really good way to rehabilitate your career, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's an option. I think there's some other teams kind of on the bubble that I would be interested to see if he uh, joined that team. Could he make them better? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe even something like the Portland Trailblazers, like a team that could use some uh, interior size and strength and, and kind of force to the hoop. Um, Make, make sure Damian Lillard and some of those other shooters are having space. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. There, there are a couple teams I would say would be interesting to see Blake Griffin on. I don't know if he's going to make quite the impact that, you know, certainly Anthony Davis would have on the Lakers. Mm. They'd rather have Anthony Davis, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, it seems like the right move to just take a chance on him. I mean, he, we're talking about an all-star. We're talking about uh, someone that I think for a couple of years, I would say was close to being the face of the, the league, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's maybe LeBron and then maybe Blake Griffin or something. So, yeah, I don't know. Someone should take a chance. I mean, he he he's not the jumping over Kia Blake Griffin anymore, no. which, which is not, you know, which again, which is one of those weird things. And it's actually kind of nuts because he's been in the league. How long now? It's been, I mean, he like at least 10 years. Here, let's has it been 10 years? Let's do, let's do our live live be. Googling. Oh, yeah, yeah, live yeah. Googling. No. Um, he, he was drafted in 2000 and 2009. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so, so he's, he's been in the league for like about 12 years, about 12 years or so. Yeah. And that's, that's a, okay. Six so time all-star. It's a, yeah. It's cause it's one of those things of like, you, you start to remember like what the, um, the like usual decline is of an of a superstar player and especially one that where most of his game was about jumping off jumping out of the roof right and <laughs> sure you know what you you wind up getting that 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 change in your game and his game even when he was in Oklahoma wasn't something where i was like oh well he's a threat from the outside he was never that guy no. he was a you know pick and roll dude will jump over you and dunk on your face um and it feels like now, you know, he's incorporated a couple of, of, of new, 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 new tools in his tool set yeah. uh, to kind of stay relevant. But I still even wonder now, 
when I think about the teams mentioned, the Lakers, the Nets, uh, Miami, how he fits into any of those, that's not kind of more decoy than anything else. Like, right. I don't, I don't think of him as being the person. Like, I'm not throwing him the ball in the clutch situation. No, he's not the dude who gets it. He wasn't the dude who got it before. No, uh, and, and and even the teams, like, even if, so, let's run the scenarios, right? So he goes to the Lakers. They already have enough people who can fill a wing. Yeah, he can catch something off the break and maybe get a couple of dunks here and there. And maybe get the and one when he goes to the basket, which I think is his game now. Mm-hmm. But even then, like with Davis kind of being in and out of the the, the lineup, LeBron is going to get tired because he's carrying the load for everybody. Right. And break and, and Blake's uh, I called him break. Oh my god, uh, break break Griffin. Um, I don't. He he's never really had a backdown game. Like I, I know he's always right. kind of been a bruiser. Yeah. But he's never really had a backdown game. He's never really developed a sky hook. He's never really developed a turnaround jumper. He's never really ter- determined a spin off the body. You know, try to get he, to the rim kind of game. His he's game not a complicated kind of, player. He's not a complicated. He's not a player. complicated player. Yeah. He's definitely a, a NBA two K brown shirt player. Uh, <laughs> sure. He, he's like yeah. as soon as you get into the park, that's the character you get in the split Griffin, but with with more hops. Yep. Uh, and then you kind of think about that in terms of the teams that are kind of in the mix, and I still don't really see a team here that makes a good fit for him, even though those teams are kind of named in that space yeah. of of the ones that are there which one do you think actually fits his game the best i mean you mentioned miami i think miami is an interesting one because you know they're they're one of those teams that is really on the cusp they've had a disappointing season so far but the talent's there right and they've got mm-hmm. shooting talent they've got um you know they've got tyler hero and you know even jimmy butler has improved shooting over the past couple of years um he definitely hit some clutch shots this week uh in a couple of games which was was fun to see that the pairing of him and uh bam out of bio is that that's what is interesting mm. to me it's two similarly sized players bam out of bio is obviously more positioned to be a center he's a really good center he's also a good mm. distributing center so if you have someone mm. else like blake griffin who can uh who can chart you know charge to the rim while bam out is backing someone down that seems like a pretty good fit it's not just about passing to the outside to those shooters who folks are basically prepared for now because they've had a couple of seasons of watching them play this game so it, it would mm. be interesting to see blake griffin in, in miami miami seems to be one of those like fun destinations for players late in their career they pay less taxes (laughs) they get to hang out at south beach like it's just is seems like a good place for people to go so if it's not the lakers which i think is conventional wisdom but it's not a given um i don't know i would say i would say miami's not a bad fit i mean what what do you think i mean it's it's hard too because a lot of folks have even thrown the knicks into the into the conversation too you know bring back the the rose and and blake uh, combo which uh, interestingly enough, a lot of Knicks fans are like, no, nah, Obi, Obi Toppin is kind of like coming Obi into his Toppin's time. Obi looking a lot like Blake Griffin his rookie year, so I don't know. He, That's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, and Julius Randle's there, too. Julius, Ju- right. Julius, by God, all-star Randle is there, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the funny part about all that, to be fair, is that I've never, like, 
I always have thought of Blake as a really good guy on and off the court yeah. anyway. Yes. Um, I've never thought of him as a leader though. Mm. Like he's a, like, I think once you get to a veteran stature where you've been in the league 10 plus years, they kind of just throw that on you anyway. Right. But who, like what, like what magical thing is he going to teach people? Like, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember when, when Elijah Juan, um, was at the end of his career and Dwight and Dwight. I can't talk about anybody's names. Today. That's all right. Dwight, Dwight Howard. Dwight and Break. Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Superman Howard. Because uh, I was mixing up Dwight Howard and Drake in, a, in one <laughs> sentence, which is basically the same person anyway. Uh, but Dwight Howard was coming in to try to get more moves from Elijah Wan. We saw that that didn't work and it didn't actually happen. But it's like, what is Blake going to teach somebody besides athleticism that he doesn't have anymore? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't see what that what that what that bringing the, 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 the veteran in for would be. It, it is going to be very interesting to see if this one rejuvenates him in, mm-hmm. a, in a different way. Like I can, it's like as soon as you go to L.A., if he goes to L.A., everybody has new knees. So it's <laughs> like, true. you know, oh, I, that jump, that jump that I wouldn't have done before. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll totally take off again. You yeah. know, and plus he was in the Clippers for a long period of time. So he knows that locker room yes. inside and out. Yes. So that feels like going back home to a certain extent. Um, but it will be really interesting to see where he winds up going, how this, what this means for a playoff team. Cause he's got to go, he's got to go to a playoff team at this point. He he's, he's at this part of his career yeah. where he's not going to go to a, an upstart uh, to try to figure it out. Mm. Um, I do wonder as well, though, what this means for the Pistons, because for them, Mm. they're in a rough spot anyway. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is cleaning house time where you start to start dumping assets mm-hmm. uh, and, and trying to figure out how you're going to start to rebuild, which for a franchise of that stature is always weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause they're, you know, they're, they're, their folks are just not used to losing and they've been losing for a while now. A so it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Um, especially yeah. going into the all-star break. It'll, it'll be, it'll be funny to see. Cause you know, this is going to happen too, especially since they're going to have the game. They're going to be those moments where, because uh, I don't think Blake got picked for anything. No, but but he's gonna. It, it, it's funny to see players who didn't get picked for the All Star game still go to the All Star game yeah. and hang out. Yeah. Um, so like it's going to be like you know prime tampering time yeah. uh, for for a lot of different <laughs> like, players. Yeah, check check, check Woj's Twitter account and Instagram just all weekend because that's yep. that's what you need to do. Yeah. If you have if you have your spreadsheet of burner IG accounts, now's the time <laughs> to look through those. Uh, to see who's going to be talking a whole bunch of stuff in there. Um, last story for the show this week, and again, this is going to be a shorty but a goodie, is the MVP ladder. The you know checking out NBA.com. Uh, shout out to the, all the folks over there for writing up good stuff that we get to talk about every week. Uh, but there's an MVP ladder, so folks have been trying to figure out who's in the top of the race for MVP, and currently yep. their rankings go as so. Number one, Joel Embiid uh, from the from the 76ers, who's averaging 30 points a game, 11 boards, three three um, assists, one block, and two and one, 1. 1.2 steals. What the hell is a point two steal? Did you just like swipe at something? Yeah, like, just, you kind of like, you just jostle it a little bit, and then they. I don't understand. I don't understand the points. Right. What is the point? It's like, how do you get a point three a, assist? Averages that guy did. That guy, that guy did uh, two steals, uh, two nights a week, and then won the rest. Like, that's about that's about I, what's happening. 
I need someone to come on the show, or I need so I need to like. I want, if there was ever a time where I would go and go like send a really weird tweet to Stephen A. Smith, I'd be like, Yo, Stephen A. What the hell is a point three of an assist or a point three of a board? What does that mean or a block? I don't understand it. Anyway, <clears throat> Jokic, uh, I always say his name wrong. Uh, is in number two at 27.1 points per game, 11 boards, uh, eight assists, and one steal. Wow, they gave him no love because that means he gets no blocks because uh, they didn't yeah. even account for it, uh, which is kind of amazing. Um, LeBron is in number three with 25.8 a game, eight boards, uh, seven assists, and one steal. And he's the only reason they're still in the playoff hunt after AD went down. So, you know, that, Seriously, that counts he's, for a lot. He's, holding that thing and throwing yep. that thing down. Yep. Uh, Dame is at number four at 29.8 uh, points a game, 4.3 rebounds, eight assists, and one steal. And yep. Luca, Luca, Luca is, is in there at the fifth slot f- with uh, 28 points a game, eight rebounds, nine assists, and one steal a game. Yeah. H- from that conversation, from that list, <clears throat> how do you feel, John, about the way things are kind of looking in terms of, you know, who gets moved around? Uh, you know, I think I think Luca has uh, played very well. He's established himself as maybe one of the top five players in the league. That's super exciting for me. I'm a big Dallas Mavericks fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Luca's rookie card uh, is going for a cool, I think, four point six million dollars. It was just valued at. Wow. So um, he he is an unbelievable player at some point he's going to win a couple of championships at some point he's going to win i'm going to call it four mvps i think he'll win four wow. MVPs. i don't think wow. this is i don't think this is his year though um no. i don't think dallas has played well enough across the board yeah. i don't think they are in a conversation and i actually think luca's play has probably cost them a little bit down the stretch i think he is mm. a little bit of a player who doesn't yet trust all of his teammates he doesn't yet trust himself in some ways he is a confident player in a lot of ways but also when he gets he can get streaky he can get down on himself and that is not something i see an mvp do and that's that's i think a big difference one he's 22 years old he's got an unbelievable amount of time to 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 win mvps i just don't think this is his year um Again, I don't think it's I don't think it's LeBron either. Um, I think it is it would be really fun for LeBron to win MVP. And I think he is yeah. obviously he's having a great year. He's averaging close to a triple double a game. Um, and that's great. The the three I really look at are Dame and Jokic and Embiid. And mm. I, I have to admit, I haven't watched enough of Joel Embiid to even really tell you what right. what's what i have watched Jokic, i have watched dame i just typically watch a lot more western conference games but yep. you know Jokic is a walking triple double at seven feet tall and that's terrifying um <laughs> that that's unbelievable i i i really really wa- like watching uh nikola Jokic play um but there there are two players that i think i love to watch play basketball more than basically anyone right now one of them is steph curry Mm. who's on the outside looking in and the other is dame lillard your hometown hero in portland oregon um i I, there's he is a fearless player i've never really seen anyone so fearless and restless and (laughs) he's a fascinating player to me um 
if Portland can string together a few series of wins here and kind of get into the upper echelon of the playoff hunt, um, I, I think he has a real chance. But, mm. um, you know, Embiid has obviously put together a great season too. I just feel like the 76ers always collapse in some way. So yeah. I'm waiting for that to happen. And then we can stop talking about Joel Embiid. But maybe it doesn't happen this year. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, when I pulled up this article, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> He's <laughs> like playing 30, great. Yeah. Like 30 a game? Like, yep. that's wild yeah. to see, again, in a league where centers don't matter. Right. Under the basket, that is, uh, with back down games. Because it, it's also, like, super weird. Because, like, Joel has, Joel has um a kind of, he kind of has a hybrid game, but he also has a little bit of a throwback game, too. Yeah, he does. Which is. Which, Defense, is, which is the reason why defensively he is a real throwback to me. Like he yeah. is a, he is a really aggressive, you know, we talked about that kind of funny eighties, nineties, uh, defense super cut that we were, we were laughing yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Joel's yeah. got a little bit of that in him. And, yeah. and I think like that is part of his role game, but you're right about the hybrid, especially on the offensive side. Yeah. Which is, which is the thing that is, super fascinating because and i'm in the same boat with you where i you know i don't watch a lot of east coast games anymore um and i'm really not usually checking for phillies you know for, for 76ers games so right. it's like one of those things where <laughs> you come up and you're just like really like joel is doing that kind of work this season and it yep. still feels like with that being said and i and you know i feel like you myself and, and, and nikki are fairly tapped into what's happening in the league yeah it still feels like a, a secret yeah. In a weird way. It does. Which is which is kind of weird, you know, talking about the people who, you know, are the ones that get touted from the league itself. Right. Which is always a really big conversation. It's that one that we've seen a lot around, you know, mid-tier to, you know, the, the conversation has always been in the league about who gets the stage on the national level right. when it comes to games that go on TV. Yep. You know, you know, we've only really started to see that happen in a bigger way once those teams have kind of gotten in the space. Portland was one for a while that will occasionally get on national TV at this point. Denver is another one that now, because they have superstars, right. gets on TV now at this way. It still doesn't feel like the 76ers do that in that way, which is interesting no. because they have the one of the biggest stars on the planet yeah. who is having a great run this year. I wonder if that changes in the second half of the year yeah. um, because of that. I, I Philly media and their fans, th this is across like every sport too. that they've, they've never met a good season that they won't try to ruin somehow. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> and that's, and I, I listen, I, I, I'm yeah. a Dallas Cowboys fan. So I hate Philly and I hate yeah. like Philadelphia fans, but I also kind of love them too. I love watching them just agonize over Ben Simmons all the time. And, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, Ben Simmons at a six foot 10 point guard, uh, power forward should, should be able to match pretty well with someone like Joel Embiid. They've never really figured this out. It still feels like that is more of the conversation than Joel Embiid just being what is the clear cut MVP right now. Um, yeah. and, and they're having a great season too. That's the other thing is that they're just having a very, very, very good winning season. So, um, and like the other thing that they should feel really good about is that, you know, even though he's scoring more and, and kind of taking more possessions, um, you know, Philly's what six, what is a six and one when Embiid scores 38 or more. So like mm. the, the additional scoring he is giving is directly leading to wins for that team. So it still feels like this is the quiet part 
for for whatever reason there are a lot of other storylines going on right now and if whether it's because Joel Embiid's a little bit of a troublemaker whether it's because Philly it has kind of squandered a bunch of its chances before when it had like Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons and so they're kind of a, a past story whether it's just ridiculous things like them trying to trade Matisse Tybul and they think they'll get a lottery pick for him that was a story that came out this week um they're just a lot of distractions and maybe let's just shut up and say like Joel Embiid is one of the best players in the league. Let's just focus yeah. on that. You know? Um, yeah. I don't know. N- none of the kind of periphery stories that you wind up kind of doing, you know, that the sports media does all the time to kind of justify why right. a player is doing really well in that way and try to try to minimize the, the fact that he's having a good year because that city doesn't get love. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it it will be really cool to see what happens for the rest of this. I still feel like they're gonna they're gonna sabotage their, themselves in some way. It feels that if Embiid just, hasn't. Go ahead. It just feels that way with like the Bucks and the Sixers these these days. Yeah. Once they get to the yep. playoffs, I just have no faith in either team. I mean, I mean, it's what you call it too, right? Like like there has always been those teams that needed a couple of seasons to get off to get over the hump, mm-hmm. and it feels like. Neither one of those teams have gotten there yet. Right. And you never know what's the, like, usually what happens is going to, is like um, a superstar from the kind of, you know, dominant team in that conference will have a really big injury mm-hmm. or, you know, there'll be some like moment that rallies that team around something um, to kind of push them forward um, in a bigger way. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see what they do second half of the season, and yeah. I feel like this this uh, playoff playoff season and playoff race is going to be very very interesting because let's be honest, a lot of the teams that went into the playoffs last year in the bubble are kind of faltering because of health more than anything else. Yep, it was a thing. I called it. I called it when I said it last, yep. but I called it in the bubble, and I was like. All these cats who are going to be playing this and trying to play for Team USA and trying to do all this stuff, mad people are going to get hurt. It's too much. And I was totally true. Your body is not meant for that um, in that way at this level, at a lot of the ages that we saw most of the superstars at. So, you know, I I won't be surprised if LeBron doesn't, if LeBron gets hurt before the playoffs or in the playoffs. Nikki, don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, Nikki, don't listen to this episode. Uh, Don't listen to this episode. Um, but, you know, mark my words, if somebody big gets hurt and they were in the bubble last year, that is to blame. Yeah. Um, I am sure of it uh, in that way. Um, I will add really quickly before we jump up out of here. I, be- I agree with you in terms of the folks who when I look at this list, I think it's in a decent spot. Like yeah. I would move Dame up a little bit. Um, I'd probably move him up to at least three. Uh, I'd probably. <sighs> well. Because you can't really move LeBron out. You can't move him down. Yeah, if you did, it would be three out. and four. Yeah. You can't move him out, but at least if you were going to swap anybody, I think it would be Dame and, and LeBron. I agree with that. Three three or four, I'd move uh, Dame up to three and LeBron down to four and then keep the list the same way. Yeah, I would agree um, with that. Yeah, like I think that's going to be going to be interesting. And, I, and it makes me want to watch more of the games from the East Coast now. Because yeah. I feel like that's a thing that I'm just like, I know I'm missing stories here that I shouldn't be able to that I should be able to catch up on, but sorry, League Pass, you're not getting my money. Sorry, <laughs> not this year. <laughs> I love you. You ain't getting my money. Nope. 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 Oh, maybe maybe the end of the year half thing that they do right where they make it super cheap. Unless like hey, two games left. Unless you want to send us codes, uh, Adam Silver, I'll email you after this. 
hey Let's please <laughs> figure it out figure you know, it out press dot press dot corner three dot dot com <laughs> slash slash get it uh we'll figure we'll figure out how to make it happen for sure um cool uh, I think that's it for this episode of Corner 3. Again, we hope to have Nikki back when he's healed up and, and, and back off the IR. Uh, again, if you've been checking out our work here and you like what we do, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please spread the word. We've been trying to figure out really cool ways to give you really dope content uh, here on the show. And uh, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I've had a couple people reach out and say, hey, you know, I put out the bl- I put out the blast, Nikki put out the blast about trying to get some folks on the show and it seems like people might be down for that yeah so expect some some potential guests uh uh for the show coming up who who come from the basketball world in that way full show so uh let's see next time that we have a conversation about basketball uh the all-star game would have happened i think at yep. that point um We'll probably be able to talk about the dunk contest and what that might have looked like mm-hmm. in, in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to see somebody dunk with a mask on. It would be so, <laughs> so great to, to have that be a thing uh, in that space for sure. But until then, we'll see you all next week here in Corner 3. Much love to you all. We'll see you. Peace. Mm-hmm.